Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode... I mean, I'm sure loads of people would go to the cinema to see a Martin Scorsese picture, but I mean, he decided to go with Netflix. What'd you make of that? Well, they probably, they probably, uh, you know, gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a massive, massive thick chain hold, you know, clung on to a car but also attached to the helicopter and to the point where Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he holds the chain and he's holding a helicopter. <laughs> so it doesn't go away. I just had to just laugh. Fast and Furious, you can't go in there expecting the physics to work. You can't go in there expecting, you know, a bit of re- realisticness, you know. Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of the Flicksters. We are bringing you episode numero 54, ladies and gentlemen. So the only thing you got to do this week is just to sit back, relax, put your feet up, enjoy that ice cream, that beverage, that cold drink, that beer, that <laughs> pina colada, whatever you've got in your hand. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's not a edible an edible item, you know. Just to, just uh, oh, you know, this, this is our audience we're talking else about. In so. someone's hand, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, enjoy what you've got in hand. Okay, so Devaldo, um, we have got some shout outs, and who are we shouting out this week, Deval? This week we're shouting out a couple. Uh, so we've got Dicey Grainor, was it DC Grainor? Mm. Uh, Dice, but, I, 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 Dicey sounds better. You like Dicey, yeah? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so DC, Dicey, uh, I, hope, I hope I'm saying your name right. And if you're listening, I apologise if I'm saying it wrong. But she's basically, she's a new follower, actually. And uh, she uh, basically jumped on Instagram uh, to a bunch of our posts, uh, some recent and some a little while ago. Uh, not so recent. So yeah, she's actually... Uh, I think she first jumped onto our Instagram when we put out a post post for a horror film. I think it may have been Brightburn. But she's in she's actually a radio broadcaster and podcaster and author of Erotic Horror. Ooh, I love it. Ooh, ooh, erotic horror. So not only do you get your vamp on, but you can also get your you're a hard on as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can. And it's funny you say vamp because like vampires are synonymous with like, you know, sexual horror type thing. Even when they, even when they kill you, it's meant to be quite sexy. You're meant to get like a massive <laughs> orgasm from when they suck yeah. your blood. So it's like you, like, you literally go out in a real bang you know yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so she's uh like i said uh podcaster radio host author of of horror of horror uh, erotica and uh if you want to find out more about what she does go to dicey grainor that's g-r-e-n-o-r and uh, you'll find out more from there so yeah dicey thanks for uh for liking and and following and hope you like the show thank you so much uh, last shout out for today it goes to our, our resident number one day one uh, Emmanuel and uh, from our I think last week's show or maybe in the week before we spoke about something uh, and Japanese came up I can't remember what it was but Japanese came up and 
and I mentioned, oh yeah, Hachi is Japanese for number eight. And uh, <laughs> I think I got, I think I got you by surprise, but one person I didn't get by surprise was Emmanuel, who actually uh, I think he's been learning Japanese for quite a while, and he knows a bit of Japanese. He's been to Japan. He loves uh, he loves Japanese culture and language and so on. Oh, so wicked. he instantly messaged me and said, "Yep, Hachi is Japanese for number eight. Nice. And I always know that because it follows Nana, which is Japanese for number seven. But in uh, in Ghana, Nana is also a name. That's why I always remember uh, oh. seven and eight. Yeah. Listen, so. you know what? I've got a. That means I've got to pick Emmanuel's brain about Japan because oh. there could be there could be a trip to Japan on the horizon for me. And oh. so not this year, but uh, next year. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers fingers crossed. I can plan a trip to Japan. And you know what, man? I'm like Emmanuel. Me too. I'm kind of like I want to learn about Japanese culture bit of the language if I can you know at least hello and goodbye and thank you etc and all that sort of stuff so Emmanuel I can teach you that arigato uh, arigato konnichiwa oh. sayonara konnichiwa sayonara exactly yeah. and gojira <laughs> yes a very important one very important <laughs> <laughs> very important okay so uh, yeah so thanks a lot Emmanuel uh, thanks for supporting us and we hope you keep listening and we hope you really enjoy the show okay so um, let's move on to movie news and you know Devaldo so last week we spoke about Christopher Nolan his new movie called yep. Tenet and you you had this kind of you, you you brought to the show this thing about it being like espionage time travel flux capacitor <laughs> you had all this sort of stuff kind of like you know going on in going on in there but some other big news was that there was a 40 second teaser trailer just before Hobbs and Shaw uh, the Hobbs and Shaw movie and I've got to say I missed I absolutely missed it because I, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw and we're going to speak about that later on but I I got in late for the trailers so I mean do you know anything about this teaser trailer I know a bit about the teaser and also uh, I think I got in to the cinema oh I think during the trailers but this uh, tenant teaser trailer isn't shown for every single screening and only for selected few so you may ah, not have had it anyway right, but okay. so yeah so this trailer is basically a teaser and it's basically showing uh, like a long sort of drawn out shot of a bullet hole in glass i understand and it's sort of you know sort of lingering on this bullet hole and it's saying it's time for a new protagonist, you know, and uh, it's just basically leaving clues as to what it could be about. Not giving you too much, uh, giving you very little, but also just whetting your appetite for what it could be talking about. Uh, and yeah, I mean, so far it's very, very teasy. I mean, the film's not due to be released until July 20th, 2020. So that's like three 20s going on there, isn't it? Wow. Okay. 2020, 20. Oh, oh! So Damn. we got a yeah, while exactly. Left. So it's uh, yeah, so pretty much a year. So a lot, a lot more still needs to happen. I think they're still filming at the moment. So uh, I think uh, I don't know if it's to do with maybe the the studio that released Hobbs and Shaw. Maybe it's similar studio. I don't know, but yeah, I think Christopher Christopher Nolan just wants to jump on the hype and uh, you know and get everyone talking about it, which he's done. So sure. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I can't wait for that. Basically long and short of it i can't wait for that i know can't wait totally totally and 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 just on that there was kind of a, like other bit of news and maybe like you said like filming it hasn't obviously hasn't completed but john john washington is it john david washington so denzel washington's yeah. son 
I think it's John David Washington, but I mean, apparently he has a role in that movie as well. Yes, 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 yes. You're absolutely correct. He is. Uh, well, I think it's confirmed now. Yes, you've confirmed it. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is going to be in the film. And uh, in, in the actual uh, clip, he is in the oh, clip. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he says much. But basically, he's in the clip. And yeah. And also, uh, as we know, the new Batman is going to be in the clip as well. Yeah. Uh, from what's his name from uh twilight yeah from twilight talking of vampires yeah twilight yeah, yeah he was in there and yeah and of, yeah okay so definitely so any more further news on that one we will definitely kind of like you know bring you that and we are so sure. looking forward to it um now on to kind of other vampiric vampiric news divaldo so mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about this other badass vampire who goes by the name of mm-hmm. Blade. What is cooking up with this, with these kind of things heating up, right? Things are heating up. If you smell la 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 la, <laughs> what <laughs> Blade is cooking. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, oh, and, and, and as you say, what he goes by, his other name is Eric Brooks. I'm not sure if you know, yeah. but Blade uh, is, is obviously his, you know, his superhero name, but his real name is Eric Brooks. So watch out for more Easter eggs around that. Sure. But yeah, so the news is that obviously they've, they've announced that the movie is going to happen uh, during phase five, which is like 2022 onwards, I think, or 2023 maybe. But uh, there are a few names that have dropped into the hat regarding directing this new film starring Maharshala Ali. And the first name that came out this week was Jordan Peele. Mm, interesting. Yes, Jordan Peele. Yes, so comedy legend, uh, now horror sort of, you know, uh, icon almost. Well, is he an icon yet? Not yet, two films. But horror uh, mastermind, he said, yep, I would love to direct Blade. You know, he loves uh, directing a movie with an African-American lead. uh, And also he loves superhero movies as well. So, you know, it seems like a match made in heaven. Can he pull it off though? Have we seen enough of him to say, yeah, he can do an action film? Who knows? But he's got competition because now David Leach also wants to direct Blade. (laughs) What are you reckon about that? I mean, David Leach has done uh, John Wick, I believe. He's done uh, Deadpool. Uh, Also been involved in uh, Atomic Blonde, I believe, as well. David Leach, I think, was some sort of, was he a stuntman or something before? And he directed... Uh, or an action man or something, but he's really, really, he's just really, really like, he's a, he's a proven action, like, you know, director and producer. So when it comes to the action and Blade is going to have action, we know that David Leach can do the job. So the competition is there and those are not the only two names in the hat for now. I'm sure there'll be m- m- many more names uh, to Defo, come. Just like you said, and David Leach, we'll be speaking obviously about one of his movies later on, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, because he, direct, he directed that. But like you said, yep. You know what, John Wick, Atomic Blonde, you know, you know, this whole kind of stunt director, you know, he was the stunt director for The Crow and, you know, he was, yeah, so he, like you said, he's, he's got that kind of pedigree, but Jordan Peele, you know what, there's something, you know what, I, I love his amb, amb, ambition, He like, you know what, he doesn't want to just be pigeonholed into, say, for example, comedy, he doesn't want to just be pigeonholed into, say, horror. And you know what? He wants to, 
you know, tried different things. It just, it'll just be really interesting to see which way MCU go with this. Will they go with a proven film director, action film director, or will they go with someone who's got this, you know, the, the, the kind of the underlying, there's this things behind the scenes, you know, with what you might find with Jordan Peele's movies and, you know, a lot of atmosphere and stuff. So it will definitely be interesting to see what goes on. And folks, we will keep you posted on that one. Now, keeping it with the Marvel news, here's some other things going on with the other anti-hero who goes by the name of Venom, Eddie Brock. So Tom Hardy Devaldo has been in the news and Andy Serkis has been in the news as well about Venom. Can you let us know what this is? Yeah, uh, during an interview, actually, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, he actually revealed that uh, Andy Serkis, yes, my precious, <laughs> uh, Andy Serkis, <laughs> that was a bad, bad, bad. It was a bad Gollum, yeah. <laughs> bad impersonation of Smeagol Gollum. So yeah, so basically, Adam, uh, Tom Hardy said that Andy Serkis may direct the new, well, the upcoming Venom sequel. And so far, this is a bombshell. Like literally, that, that came right out of the blue. But can you imagine Andy Serkis directing a Venom sequel? He's recently directed Mowgli. Yep. He has directed another film, by the way. That's not his only film, but yeah, he's he's obviously been in a, been in the game of movie making for years. He understands visual effects very very well, mocap and all that kind of stuff. And uh, obviously, he's a respected filmmaker, you know. But you know, is he the person to helm Venom's sequel? You know, Venom Venom 1 done quite well, actually, for an October release 2018, done really, really well. So, uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens yeah, with this one. Let's yeah, see what happens. Yeah, and you're right happens. about the whole mocap, that whole mocap industry, that, that's his baby. He's the He's got a whole motion capture company and they anything to do with mocap, they go to him. And you, you've got to remember Planet of the Apes, That is that was Andy Serkis. Of course, yes, of course. How can I can I leave that one out? Yeah, and I actually forgot. Yeah, he does have a mocap company. Yeah. So if he if he, if he does do Venom, he'll probably make double the money because he'll direct and he'll get his company to do the the mocap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> catching and just on this, just on this whole thing, um, we've spoken like you know about Keanu Reeves and like you know the, the there's this kind of you know a lot of the movies that he's in now he's getting a lot of traction and people loving him and there's these things like that you see online about the moment people met Keanu Reeves and the things that he's done but Keanu Reeves is back in our movie news because why Deval? Well yeah so there's been some uh, talk you're right he's, he's been in the news like crazy these days and it seems like uh, everyone wants him to be in a film uh, whichever, whichever film it is but yeah there's talk about him being in a Marvel movie uh, there was talk about him being Adam Warlock. There was talk about him maybe being Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and now there's talk about him becoming Marvel's uh, Moon Knight, which is a bit of an obscure character. But uh, Moon Knight is, yeah, he's kind of like Marvel's answer to Batman a bit. Uh, so right. Moon Knight is a character called Mark uh, Mark Spector. And he's, yeah, he's, he's quite a dark character. So he's, he's one of them characters that will stand on a building of uh, like an old ancient uh, gothic building with gargoyles. He'll stand on perch on it while he looks out into the moonlight. You know, <laughs> he wow. does that <laughs> rather than just, dark. rather than just, <laughs> it's true. I never understand why they do that. Why does Batman perch <laughs> on, on a building like with gargoyles looking out into the moonlight? I mean, 
What can you see from there? Unless you've got binoculars. I mean, just go in your room and get a CCTV, man. You know, look at that. <laughs> I don't get it. It's true. But uh, yeah, so Moonlight, Moon Knight, uh, he's like a, basically, he's, he's one of his main powers is his intelligence. He's an expert detective. Right. Okay. Who, who, does, that, who does that remind yeah, you of? Batman. Batman. He's pr- proficient in martial arts and armed combat. Who does that remind you of? Batman. Yeah. You know, he's uh, the only difference with Moonlight is that he gets slightly increased strength and like abilities, basically just like strength, nothing mm-hmm. major during the lunar what? cycle. <laughs> <laughs> during, yeah, depending on depending on the lunar cycle, <laughs> he'll have a bit more a bit more strength, right, basically. Okay. So Hence, because he's Moonlight, I think yeah. because maybe yeah, his name Moonlight. Yeah. So wow. Damn. So yeah. So he's a dark character, like fights crime, a bit like Batman, but a Marvel version. And they're saying that Keanu Reeves could be him. And do, whether in a TV show or movie, yeah, who knows? That, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, is this big enough to be like a movie, or is it going to be a Disney show? And yeah, so it could be either one of those things, and we just don't know. More likely, it'll. It, it's not going to be part of Phase Four, right? It'll. This will be you know, phase five or beyond. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not going to be anytime soon. No, no. All right. Okay. So we will definitely keep you posted on that one. Now, what we can confirm for you, ladies and gentlemen, is that Tom Hiddleston, AKA Loki, will definitely return. And Tom Hiddleston himself has confirmed that the Loki series will start filming next year. So for all you people that were wondering what the hell happened to Loki after Infinity War? Well, he got killed by Thanos. Thanos just twisted his neck. And it was it was a really kind of like emotional scene, actually, you know, between Loki and Thor. You know, you could see that their relationship had kind of, you know, they got, probably got past all the issues and they had this kind of brotherly love for each other. And Thor seeing Loki being killed, you know, he's pretty devastated. And then with the whole, high, you know, time heist you know, the, the the flux capacitating that goes on in uh, Avengers Endgame, the Avengers go back in time to New York 2012. They encounter Loki and they intercept him. They get him and um, somehow Loki gets hold of the... What stone was it again, Deval? Was it the... The Space Stone, the, the tesseract. tesseract. So, so Loki, instead of being captured and being sent back with Thor to Asgard he actually gets the Tesseract again and he disappears so what this now means is that Loki isn't dead that there's another Loki out there in another timeline and this TV show from Disney Plus will focus in on that timeline so which way they go with this Divaldo is anyone's guess but it is kind of exciting right? It is and it's it's, it's kind of like it's opened up like you said it's opened up another timeline so that means Obviously, the, the Loki that Thanos killed, that one currently is dead. But that Loki had, he had gone through so many different trials and tribulations. He'd gone, he'd gone full circle. He was an evil, maniacal villain. And then he sort of got, you know, a bit more, okay, I don't know, he got better. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he was sort of on the, on the Avengers side. And on I guess he was with Thor, like they were brothers in arms, you know. Uh, so that Loki who we kind of saw the journey, he's gone. But then the Loki that you're talking about, who took the tesseract he was he 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 disappeared still being that loki that wanted to take yeah. over earth so just think about when we pick up with him he's still going to be in that mindset so don't 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 go looking for the loki that we have come to know remember the loki of 2012 right in the middle of well i guess he got defeated taken over earth but he's going to still sure. want to do bad yeah. stuff he- 
So who's going to be the villain in that film? man, yeah. (laughs) Or or show, I should say. Uh, So he's still going to be mischievous. He's still going to be kind of like causing chaos. And he's still going to be pissed off with um, Odin. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're you're spot on. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. So like, you know, what we're like, like we always do, folks, we'll keep you posted on that one because that one looks really interesting. Now on to some DC news, Devaldo. So can you tell us what is happening with Black Adam? Black Adam. Yeah, so Black Adam, uh, we saw a bit of a teaser in Shazam. Black Adam is uh, part of the sort of Shazam uh, mythos. He has the powers of Shazam, uh, but he was uh, in relation to Shazam's timeline. He was... I guess awoken years ago. I think during like the Egyptian era, I oh. believe. Uh, but Shazam is so. So Black Adam is. I think since 2016, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson signed on to play Shazam years wow. ago, uh, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's been a while ago. You know, it's been a while. I remember seeing a photo of of uh, The Rock and uh, Henry Cavill sitting down together, Mm-mm. just uh, you know just chilling yeah and that, that that was like years ago so yeah so black adam finally 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 they have said that black adam will start filming next year 2020 but oh, late 2020 that's long get this shit done man then again the rock is a busy guy he makes films every yeah, two man. weeks so you know <laughs> that's so true that is so true and if it's if they start filming at the end of 2020 so when uh, when do you reckon we'll see that one at the end of 2021 or 2022 Ooh, i think i think it's a 2022 job you know it's gonna be a 2022 job yeah and, for sure. and have they mentioned anything about there being another shazam movie so would the shazam movie come after that then that hasn't been uh like released yet to be honest but i mean shazam came out 2019 three years later 2022 but then black adam's going to come out in 2022 so do you know what your guess is as good as mine i would think they would want to introduce black adam first before another shazam film perhaps yeah makes sense uh you know yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Shazam will come out the year after. Yeah, so they introduce Black Adam and then they introduce this kind of, you know, Shazam movie where Shazam is going to be fighting Black Adam. Who knows? But I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And you know what? I really want to see what The Rock can do with the whole DC franchise, like, you know, with the whole kind of like comics, uh, comic book characters. Can he invigorate them? Can he inject some, I don't know, some much needed vibrancy? Because at the moment it's just been flat in my opinion, with the big guys and the big guys being Batman, Superman and the Flash. Like I really want to see a Flash movie and I want to see what kind of comes out. So hopefully there's going to be something like that. Now on to villains of sorts. Um, Now, Devaldo, can you let us know about Darkseid and what is going on with his interpretation in movies? Are we seeing this? Are we not seeing it? Is it going to come? Yeah, we are. I mean, Ava DuVernay... (laughs) It's going to come. I mean, Ava, du- Ava DuVernay, uh, she has uh, obviously confirmed and Warner Brothers DC have confirmed she's uh, going to be directing and I think co-writing uh, the New Gods movie, which uh don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but, you know, I, I reckon two years at least, maybe. But she's confirmed to be working on that. And also they've confirmed that Darkseid will be part of the, of the New Gods movie. And... You know, I think I think it's it's the right kind of call. I don't know how much Darkseid will be in it. So Darkseid might have a small part, a big part. Who knows? But if you're going to introduce 
you know, a, a, a galactic level villain like Darkseid, it's good to introduce him in a movie that is, you know, off Earth, uh, in, in space, you know. So I think, I think uh, DC are taking a leaf out of uh, Marvel's book and introducing a bit more, you know, space-based characters. So, yeah, I think I think it'd be interesting to see how he's done. He better be done right because Darkseid ain't no one movie mm. person. Darkseid's a big player in DC's game and... He needs to be done right. I mean, I would, I would, I would even, I would even like it if Darkseid's only in it for a little bit. But then it's like his tease sure, that he's going to sure, come back. Totally. You know, so yeah you, probably, yeah, you can't deal with him with with just one movie. There's got to be kind of some arc going no, on. And no way. going back to the Batman movies and the Superman movies, there were hints of Darkseid we with that which we saw. Yeah, there were, and, and it's, it's a shame because there was a lot of uh, groundwork that Zack Snyder put together. Uh, to ensure that we know Darkseid's coming, and we saw his—I uh, I forgot what those the, the the Dark Riders or something the, like what they're called. Those the, kind the of parademons. Parademons. That's it. Thanks. Yeah, parademons. So all that was done. The Darkseid symbol was there, and even Kevin Smith, who uh, done Clerks in two, in nineteen ninety four. You know Kevin Smith. He's uh, he's a he's a massive DC comic book fan, and he does he does his he done a comic comic con panel, does all these yeah. panels and stuff like that, and he was calling for the uh, Zack Schneider cut to be released because there's supposed to be a cut that does you know that actually yeah. is what Zack Schneider envisaged before he had to unfortunately leave the project, which was completed by Joss Whedon, and in the, the in the Zack Schneider cut, it's supposed to be a bit more of a you know like you know dark side ish yeah you know storyline there was supposed to be two more movies part two and part three where you know they fight dark side and dark side wins a bit like how thanos did in infinity war dark side wins uh the the the, the uh, justice league are in tatters and then in part three the justice league have to go to dark side not dark side apocalypse where dark side resides and they had to Ooh. fight him on his turf. So there was a lot of, of dark side involved in this and we never got to see any of it. But who knows what they're going to show us in New Gods. You know, after I've just explained that, I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't, I don't think the New Gods can man, do it. Imagine that. Imagine that they played that one out and they just let him get on with it and show us that kind of story arc. I mean, that sounds brilliant, man. The way it's been described, is it sounds really it good. It does, yeah, yeah. It was too dark for Warner Brothers. They wanted something a bit more lighter. They want to copy Marvel and they want to keep their films under two hours, you know? Oh, they're dickheads. But the, 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 more, the more I talk about it, the, I get angry. <laughs> I get angry because, you know, they made Justice League one hour, 59 minutes oh, and 20 something seconds just so it can be under two hours. It's crazy. Yeah? Marvel made Endgame three hours and two minutes because they exactly. needed to. That what now? Tell me now, what is the world's highest grossing film? It is Avengers film? Endgame, folks. Oh my gosh! Exactly. You give the people what they want because you know what the people want. That's Man, it. And you should be running DC Deval. DC Deval. That's what man, I'm going to call you, DC Deval. Telling you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, telling it's you, crazy. Man. I know. Listen, if oh. they don't kind of. It, they are, they are, you know what? They're going to be left behind the race. Like seriously, man, they've got so many great characters, and you know what? Yes, I, I put my hands up. Aquaman took a shitload of money. All right, uh, Shazam took a shitload of money, and they're going to make sequels and they're going to do all that. Wonder Woman as well. But 
I think audiences are crying out for a brilliant Batman to come back onto the screens and another Superman. Like, come on, man. Like, give people these two characters and do them really well. Which I've got to say, like I said before, I've said this uh, before on the show, Ben Affleck, he did do a really good Batman portrayal. I want to see a fantastic Batman movie now. So give me that and then you've got me back on your side, DC. That's what I'm waiting for. Now, Devaldo, speaking of Batman, here's a name that I want to kind of pluck out of, well, not obscurity, but I mean, it's been a while since we've kind of probably heard this name, but do you remember a character called Peter Petrelli? Yeah, 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 of course. Come on now. Heroes. Come on. Let, yeah. Let, yeah, heroes. Now, there might be some audience members, there might be some listeners out there who are probably thinking, heroes, what? Well, let me tell you one thing, folks. There was this show back in early two, th- what? No, actually, what was it? 2008. 2008. Oh, 2008. Yeah. Shit. Okay. 2008, right. Okay. So 2008, 2007, there was a show actually, think, yeah. that hit the TV screens. Was it 2007? Okay. So 2007, a show which hit the screens about... Uh, you know, a disparate group of people who somehow have these soup, you know, the, these powers. And one of the characters' name was Peter Petrelli, and you know, he was one of the main guys, played by actor Milo. I want to say Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, uh, he turned up in Rocky. He he turned up in Rocky Balboa. He played Sylvester Stallone's mm-hmm. son, and he's in this program called This Is Us. Like really good actor, and Devout, check this out. Milo was really really close to playing the Batman, playing Batman after Ben Affleck, and there's a particular reason why he didn't get the gig. Have a guess what that what that reason was? Because he talks out of the side of his mouth. <laughs> No, it was not that right. But that, that could have actually been a reason. But know. apparently he was really, really close. And the reason why Warner Brothers said no to him was, is because he was too old f- for what they were looking for. Oh, they wanted a young... What? Oh, okay. What, you mean instead of Ben Affleck? Or you mean after Ben Affleck? Uh, after after oh, Ben okay. Affleck. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it, it, it makes sense, right? So I think I think Robert Robert Pattinson is like maybe 20... How He can't be what? He must... He's pretty young, man. What, 25? No. No, he's... he's I mean, I'll, I'll say he's 30, isn't it? He's 30, early 30s, oh, I, I reckon. Um, He's got to be early 30s. He's been what? around for a while, remember? Yeah, actually, he has been around for a while, right? So Robin Pattinson age, um, I'm just going to kind of like, you know, just do this, Google this whilst uh, on whilst we're recording. And yeah, he's 33 years old. Yeah. So Robin Pattinson is 33 years old. Robert Pattinson. 33 years old. So Milo's got to be, yeah, Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. So I wonder what Milo's age is. 42. Oh, wow. Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't look it, does he? He yeah. looks a bit younger no, no, than that. He, he looks look a bit it. younger than that. Yeah. So, 40 years, so I get it. DC, Warner Brothers, they probably thought, you know what? We want this guy to kind of be young looking. Who's going to give us maybe three or four movies. Uh, so they went with Robert Pattinson. So, but it was just really interesting. Just as, just the fact that Milo Peter Petrelli was, was up for the Batman role. I mean, could you see it happening, Devaldo? Do you know what? I can see where they were going with that. And I think he would probably have done a good depiction of of uh, of Batman, as long as he like spoke straight. 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he, right. he reminds me of Rio Ferdinand when he talks. He sort of he talks out the side of his mouth, but you know, he doesn't take yeah. away from his performance in that. But yeah, no, I, th- I think he w- he would have done a good job. Uh, you know, he yeah, I think he would have done a good job. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Exactly. There's there's, there's still a lot of shit to come out of uh, out of that film. So listen, finally, we, before we wrap up film news, there's one thing that I wanted to just let everyone know. Dennis V. I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. His movie, the sci-fi classic Dune, has has actually finished uh, filming. So Ah. what this means is... So, yeah, so uh, visionary director of Arrival, Blade Runner 2049... He is wrapped up on this sci-fi opus and it stars Timothy Chalamet, who was in this movie called Call Me By, by, Call Me by Your Name. It stars um, Dave, our mate Dave's in it as well, who's supposed to have kind of like a really good role in this one. And from what I've heard, people are raving that they are saying that this is a sci-fi movie that is going to be the sci-fi movie of the decade, Deval. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I mean, any film he does, I've tended to like a lot. Mm. So the fact that he's taken over Dune, which is a like a you know proper cult classic, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And and just check this out. Just check this check this cast out. So Rebecca Ferguson, she was in Mission Impossible. Oscar Isaac, right from Star Wars. Dave Bautista, which we already know, Avengers, Stellan Skarsgård, Mamma Mia, Charlotte Rampling from Red Sparrow, Zendaya from Spider-Man, Far From Home, Javier Javier Bardem from um, James Bond. Yep. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Jason Mamoa, man, is in this as well. Yes, yes, yes. Josh Brolin. Yep, so we've got... got Josh Brolin as well. So we got Drax, we got Thanos, we got Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, we got uh, Mary Jane, Gordon yeah, Bennett. Man. I mean, we got them all. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's crazy. So this is shaping up to be a massive movie. And Dune is set for release on November the 20th, 2020. So we still got a while to go, folks. You know, so still got a while. So, so filming's been finished. Now it's going to be post-production. And with obviously these big budget movies, there's probably going to be some reshoots and big movies. They always do reshoots. So it doesn't mean like, you know, it's a bad thing. It's just sometimes they, they got to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. Unless exactly. you're an X-Men movie. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So Devaldo, um, yeah, let's move into box office top five. And yep. what do we have sitting at number five, mate? Top five dead or alive. So we got yesterday, uh, which is, Still holding itself well, actually. Uh, number five. Yeah. Uh, number four, we have Event Cinema, and we have Andre Reu, uh, 2009 <laughs> Maastricht Concerto. Uh, not sure what that is. Uh, then we have number three, <laughs> F- Spider Man Far From Home, which is doing quite well in the UK, 30 million uh, altogether. Oh. Uh, number two, Toy Story is still there, 51 million pounds in the UK Whoa. box office altogether. And on week on week, doing about 2.5 million. And the number one still, 10 million in the last week. Altogether now, it's 37 or 30, yeah, but pretty much 37 million. We have The Lion King. So that is your top five. 
10.6 million in a week. 10 million in a week. That is crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's madness. That is madness. That is that is definitely crazy. Um, so it, that just shows you, look, these movies are money-making machines and House of Mouse is just kind of like, like you said before, uh, a printing printing money they are uh okay so devout can you let us know what's out uh this week on blu-ray yeah so this week on blu-ray we've got a couple of uh movies we've got missing link which is uh it's an animation kind of like a bit like how uh what was that animation called again wallace and gromit i think wallace and gromit oh right yeah that kind of like is it like stop animation or something uh but anyway, yeah, it's yeah, an animation. Yeah. It's uh, it's about Missing Link, which is like the Yeti or Abominable Snowman. And they <laughs> it's about finding this Abominable Snowman. And uh, they kind of, you know, bring him into, into civilization, make him ride trains and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of a comedy, uh, like these animations often are. And uh, that's that. So that's out. I haven't seen it, to be honest. I don't think I ever am, I ever, I am going to see it. But from the trailers, it looks you look, look like a nice film, you know, nice one to take, you know, your your other half or you know your kids or whatever. So yeah, I think uh, go ahead if you like it. Missing Link, I mean, that's yeah. the, what they're talking about, like DNA, aren't they? Not DNA, like uh, like you know, evolution and stuff, aren't they? So I think we are the missing link. I think a lot right. of us okay, are. Yeah. Are, the are, link. yeah. Yeah, we're just not right, are we? In the head. So, <laughs> so that's that. Uh, next film we have is called uh, The White Crow. Uh, and The White Crow is, yeah, a bit of an art- artistic film this is. It's uh, a film it's directed by Ralph Fiennes, actually. And it oh, stars okay. Oleg Ivenko uh, as, a ba- as a ballet dancer. And basically the the dramas that happen when you try to be the best ballet dancer and obviously you have to struggle, you struggle, uh, you have your ups and downs, you have your ankle breaks. If this one isn't, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this no, one's not do. as, <laughs> I, know, I, can, I can imagine, this one's not as dark as like Black Swan or anything like that. Uh, but it's quite an artistic film from or what Suspiria I understand. Or something. Or yeah, it's not like that. But it's quite an artistic film and really sort of shows the the journey of of becoming you know anywhere anything in the arts really you've got to sacrifice a lot and you've got to really have passion and and you've got to be able to go the further the extra you know 100 miles to get your to get to your goal and this film kind of portrays that in a way so it's meant to be quite a well-made film good score and uh, well acted as well so yeah the white crow if you're looking for anything a bit a bit uh you know different uh, not something not running the mill, then go for it. Go for it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds interesting. Uh, and Ralph Fiennes, yeah. he's, I mean, he's always a good, is he Is he in the film as well or is he just directing? It just says he's directing, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he actually showed up because uh, he's an actor right. at heart, okay. isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. He's quite, he's quite interested, quite an interesting actor actually. Uh, okay, so that's good. Um, all right, so now, folks, let's have a look at what's coming out on on streaming or some new trailers. And Devout, you know, um, the first one that you put up on our list is the the Irishman, and I've got to tell you, I have not seen the trailer, and I'm a little bit kind of, I'm a bit you know, a bit skept- not skeptical. I'd probably say a bit kind of, there's a bit of trepidation. I'll tell you the reason why. So this is, 
this is Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, and this is he he's reuniting with Al Pacino, with um, uh, De Robert De Niro. Yeah, and Joe Pesci. And a part of me is like, oh, wow, he's managed to get Joe Pesci out of semi-retirement. Yep. You know, he's ro- he's roped in, you know, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. The last time we saw these two actors together was like 1995 uh, in the Michael Mann movie Heat. And people were like, oh, my God, why has it taken such a long time for Robert De Niro and Al Pacino to share, you know, the same, you know, um, s- scene together? And you know what? That was explosive. That was a really, really great movie. And I recommend anyone to watch that movie. So a part of me is thinking, right, OK, so The Irishman is going to be a gangster episode epic you know or, you know of epic proportions but then i'm thinking martin scorsese he's done a lot of these movies before like obviously goodfellas uh the departed um casino and i'm just thinking how much more is he going to bring to this and obviously i'm going to reserve my judgment until i see it but a part of me is like i hope this is going to be really good i haven't seen the trailer so i can't speak of the trailer but i mean have you seen it i've seen it yeah it looks okay actually it just looks like uh your, your, your typical sort of Scorsese gangster film. Uh, there's some de-aging technology used for De Niro in this film. Uh, right. So, yeah, it looks interesting. I'm not sure. It's about, you know, I think a sort of declining gang, I think. They're aging. And uh, I think they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, with the other sort of gangs around or something like that. I could be wrong there, but that's, that's the impression I got from it. But either way, it should be good. So, yeah, so it's going to be on Netflix. Uh, so, yeah accessible what would you make of that it just coming being on on netflix and not you know martin scorsese he could i mean i'm sure loads of people will go to the cinema to see a martin scorsese picture but i mean yeah. he decided to go with netflix what would you make of that well they probably they are probably uh, you know gave him an offer he couldn't refuse <laughs> so uh you know that's that <laughs> <laughs> wicked wicked <laughs> you're really laughing Seriously. aren't you really laughing. I really am I really am I swear to god I really am laughing <laughs> you really are laughing <laughs> holy shit but yeah it's like I think you've kind of said this before as well like you know Netflix it's, it's the future isn't it it's like if yeah. you're gonna get so many people you know, to kind of like, you know, watch your, your, your work. And yeah, it's just interesting. I just kind of found it interesting. The fact that someone like Martin Scorsese, who's this champion of cinema, you know, who's yeah. made these great classic movies, you know, went for Netflix. I, I, I still think that there will be kind of like some limited release in cinema, but yeah, it's interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like, it says, it says limited cinema release and released on Netflix. Right. Okay. There you go. So you're right. All right yeah, okay. So yeah. so yeah. So that's the Irishman, ladies and gentlemen. Go check that one out and let us know what you think. Now the next movie. This one's already out on Netflix, and this one stars Chris Evans, Devalda, and it's based on a true story, if I'm not mistaken. And it's called the Red Sea Diving Resort. Yeah. I have not seen the trailer. I've not seen it yet, but it's on my watch list. Can you tell me and the listeners uh, anything about this movie? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually, I've actually been there. I booked uh, all inclusive there in uh, in <laughs> Egypt, and I tell you, man, the the lamb is so nice when you go there. The pools <laughs> are so clear, and the diving, the diving pools are always available. So I, I recommend going to the Red Sea Diving Resort. <laughs> but apart from that, the film. Uh, is it stars Chris Evans, also stars Michael Kenneth Williams, who's otherwise known as Omar in The Wire. 
Right. And uh, it's by Israel, Israel's Mossad agents. They attempt to rescue Ethiopian Jewish refugees in Sudan in 1977. Mm. So it's a political film. I, I'm going to watch it now, actually. I didn't realise what it was yeah. about. But uh, I'm going to watch it and, and uh, see, what, see what's going on. See, see what's going it, on with that one. Yeah, it reminds me, it kind of sounds like it, it could possibly be in the same vein as uh, Fargo. Do you remember Ben Affleck's film? Far no, sorry, yes, Fargo. Yes, Fargo. yes, you're right. Argo, yeah. Argo, Fargo, all the <laughs> yeah. same. All but the yeah, same. no, I think you could be right. Yeah, also it stars Michael Huseman, who was in Game of Thrones. He was uh, uh, Khaleesi's like lover. Ben Kingsley's in it. So there's a quite quite a few good actors in this film, you know? Right, okay, all right. Um, okay, so next up, there's a, a trailer that I wanted to let you all know about. And this one, Devaldo, is called uh, Undone. So Undone... Um, is going to be an Amazon uh, TV show, and and I'm going to read this straight up from from um, from the blurb. So it says over here, "Undone" is a half-hour genre-bending animated series that explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character Alma, a 28-year-old living in San Antonio, Texas. After getting into a car accident and nearly dying, Alma finds she has a new relationship to time. She develops this oh. new ability in order to find out the truth about her father's death. And Devaldo, I kind of clicked on this. I had a look at it and it's all in rotoscope animation. So it's a rotoscope animation sci-fi show uh, starring Rosa Salazar and Bob Odenkirk. And Bob Odenkirk is um, Saul. Better call Saul, yeah. Yes. And you know oh, what? Okay. It looks it looks it looks interesting. And obviously, the whole time, the time bending thing, and the whole kind of, you know, the 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 way that time is obviously, you know, dealt with in in the, in the trailer and everything. It looks kind of like interesting. But I just thought this is interesting. Rotoscope animation. Do you remember this Keanu Reeves movie called A Scanner Darkly? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I think they use that same technology in a what's that animation? There's there's another one that comes. Oh, is it called? Uh, oh shit! It's gonna bug me now. It'll come to me later. Yeah, but uh, there's, there's there's another show that uses the same kind of animation. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. So it kind of like you know, my I was intrigued, and I think this is coming out in September, so September the nineteenth. So this is going to be an Amazon Prime exclusive. So you know, get your subs ready, and if you like your you know, sci-fi, your animation and, you know, to do with time and, you know, the existence of time and how we interact with time, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. So I'll watch a few episodes and we can kind of report back on that one. The other trailer that I wanted to mention was this World War II drama called 1917. Deval, have you seen this trailer? No, I haven't. Oh, no. man. Listen, seriously, watch this trailer because it looks absolutely badass, man. There is the tension in this trailer, right, is just cracking. So you remember, um, do you remember, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Yeah, of course. And do you remember behind, Christ be, you know, at the background of Christopher Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, they, did you ever, do you remember there was this, the, the, the ticking, the music that the, you had the clock ticking? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The tension. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, tension. yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what? You watch this trailer and you are going to get exactly the same type of feeling. It's got the guy, it's got... Um, Oh damn it! What's his name? He played the prince. He played uh, Queen. He played Cersei, Cersei Lannister's son, the one, Prince Tommen. 
Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, he's, he's in, it. in it. Yeah, yeah, he's in it, and I can't remember who the other big guy, the other big actor was in it, but but apparently, so he's got um, uh, oh god, bloody, I'm really bad with names now. So so Prince Tommin and uh, another soldier, they've been tasked to they've got to go to another part of uh, they've got to go to no man's land basically and they've got to stop an attack from happening because if the attack happens all the british soldiers are basically going to die so there's a voiceover um and the voiceover is talking and he's saying look if if that invasion if that attack goes ahead then there's going to be like a massacre so your job you've got to go basically behind enemy lines and you've got to basically stop this uh, attack from going. And it looks absolutely wicked. The tension, the drama, the the cinematography, the explosions, the running. It just looks breathtaking, man. It looks wicked. It's oh, wow. yeah, directed okay. by Sam Mendes, uh, who directed ah. um, James Bond, I think. Bond. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done a few oh. yeah he's done a few other movies and I would definitely recommend yeah. you go check that out. That's called 1917. And okay. so watch that one. And then also if you're looking for a bit of comedy and if you're looking for your zombie movies and I know you mentioned uh, last week you reviewed The Dead Don't Die. Well, check this one out, starring yep. uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and she plays a teacher who gets caught up in a zombie invasion. I tell you what, right, it looks really, really funny. It's called Little Monsters. It's going to be out in America, I think, in November, November time. And hopefully it's going to come out over here soon as well. But it's a comedy. It's a zombie comedy in the vein of, um, you know, Shaun of the Dead. It's got um, Josh Gad in it. Um, And it basically, it stars Lupita Nyong'o, like I mentioned, and she's on a school trip with like 10 year olds. And whilst they're out on this school trip, there's basically zombies and it's really, looks it looks really interesting. And it's just kind of funny seeing Lupita Nyong'o doing this type of a movie because up until now, you know, she's done kind of like, you know, us, um, uh, yeah, so she did Us and like I've seen her in like 12 Years a Slave. So kind of like some of these kind of serious movies and then seeing her in this, you know, bringing out her comedic talents, it's pretty good, you know. So definitely I'd recommend watching that trailer and that one's called Little Monsters. Yeah, I've seen it. It, it looks really good actually. So yeah, I think I will watch that. And it's funny, there's like zombie movies never go. They never die. No. It's like they always, always come up, you know, and everyone... I think I read somewhere that if your movie includes zombies, you're you got like forty five percent greater chance of getting funding for your movie. Wow! Because it's like they just love zombie movies. Yeah, yeah it's mad. Man. That's crazy. All right, okay. So go check those trailers out and let us know what you think, folks. Um, Devar, have we got time for anniversary corner? Yep, let's let's go through our anniversary corner. So uh, we'll sort of fly through these ones. Uh, so as you guys know, every week we talk about movies that have hit certain milestones uh 10 years plus so first one is in line with actually <laughs> the movie we're going to review later uh which is fast and furious from 2009 nine but remember this one here was a bit of a it was a bit of a uh i don't know like a like a revamp not a revamp but like a kickstarter uh i'm using the wrong words but basically because remember fast and furious first came out in 2002 or something so this one here is faster yes this, this isn't the fast and furious this is fast and furious from 2009 so the earlier, earlier ones were like way before this. 
it's crazy. This one's, I don't know, it's just, it's just called Fast and Furious, but it's like a, it's like it's almost like they kind of try to revitalize the franchise by, I guess, making it a bit different uh, and not just about racing cars. Right. You know? So this is the one, this isn't the one where they go to Brazil, right? No, that's Fast and Furious 5. Right. Okay. So this is flipping out yeah, way so, before that, that then. So, so the, the Fast and Furious with Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, that came out in 2001. Shit. That's what I was thinking about. And then we had, yeah, then we had a- uh, Tokyo uh, Drift. Like, yeah, Tokyo Drift and some other ones and stuff. And then uh, Fast and Furious came out in 2009. Uh, Fast Five came out in 2011. And then it goes on from there, on Fast, from there yeah. uh, Fast and Furious 6. Yeah, exactly. So there's been a lot of fasts going on. It's been a, the whole thing's been a fast. <laughs> but more about that later. Yeah. More about that later. I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I do not remember this one. And I can't tell you if I have seen it or not. But I mean, yeah, it's been 10 years since this one came out. Now, what's this next one? Cellular. It rings a bell. This one's from 2004. Yeah, Cellular is a film about a, a man that received a, receives a phone call uh, from an older woman. And uh, she claims to have uh, been kidnapped and the kidnappers have targeted her husband and child. So it stars uh, Chris Evans and Kim Basinger or Basinger. Yeah. Uh, also stars uh, Jason Statham. There's the link there. And uh, William H. Macy. And a bit of a, like a, I guess a bit of J Jessica Biel's in it as well. Bit of a sort of telephone boothy type right. film. Uh, you know, trying to catch someone. And the, the phone is like, you know, is a big part of it. Uh, Jason, I think Jason Statham in this one may be the baddie from what I, 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 think from is, what I yeah. remember. I think he might be the baddie. Yeah, so, but yeah, good action film. Chris Evans is in it. I, I don't actually remember him in it that much. I think I've seen part of this film, just not all of it. But Kim Basinger, the 80s sex oh, symbol. Man. She was, uh, you know, she, yeah, back in the day, she was the one man. The nine and a half oh, weeks. Replay that one. Was that yeah. the one? with the, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, the, but the, was the, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I've seen the, 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 the there's a there's another version of the film I've seen. It's not nine and a half weeks. It's nine and nine and a half inches. But we'll just we'll just move on. So the next uh, the next film we've got this next movie that's so funny. Uh, this next movie, go! I've this is a really really good film. I remember. Have I, you seen mate, it? I've seen this. Yes, oh, I've seen, seen it. it. It's got like um um. It's got Tom Cruise's ex-wife. What was she was in Batman? Dawson's oh, uh, Creek. Uh, what's her name? The one that's in Dawson, Dawson's Creek girl. I don't want to wait. Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. <laughs> I had to do a little song just yeah. to remember. Kate, Katie Holmes. Um, Tay Diggs is in this. It's got uh, Timothy yep. Oliphant in this. And you know what? I tell you what, right? Oh my God. Just take my word for it. You are going to love watching this movie i've actually got this movie i bought it on i watched it in cinema i bought it on dvd and i've actually got it and what? seriously man it's so funny so what what this film is it's kind of like the life of like about six different characters in one night and what they do on this one night and it's told from different angles and so you've got like um oh. katie holmes character and her and what she does with her friends has got you know a, a story about uh, this drug dealer played by Timothy Oliphant. You've got these two actors uh, and what they do on their night, and you've got Tay Diggs and they go out to Vegas and what they do, and it's all connected, man. And it is really it's such a fun movie. 
directed by uh, Doug Lyman, who directed um, Born. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. went on to direct the the Born, the first Born movie. So yeah, man. So if you uh, yeah, if you got the time for this one, uh, folks, go definitely go check it out. It's it's kind of comedy, uh, plays around with the time, and um, yeah, man, definitely worth a watch that one. So that was twenty years ago. Now this next movie, Metal Skin, have not got a Scooby Doo. What is this one about? Metal Skin. So this film, uh, sort of depicts the sort of upbringing and childhood of Dr. Doom. And uh, it kind of shows how his metal oh. skin was bonded to his body. It shows a bit about his upbringing, his motivation. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I lied. What is it? Is You're not talking about your nine and a half inches again, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Metal skin, basically... Uh, <laughs> It's all these, uh, all these hidden, sorry, all these uh, anniversary corner films. So they are to do with uh, films that are sort of driven by car, <laughs> cars, basically. So Metal Skin is a film uh, about a petrol head uh, from Melbourne who, oh. who he sort of, yeah, he's got, he gets a job at a local supermarket and he meets someone and they go on like a, you know, like a adventure driving their cars and, uh, you know gambling on their cars and stuff like that a bit like how fast and furious kind of started and it's uh yeah so metal skin basically is kind of talking about how the car to him is like a it's more than just a car it's a person but just has metal skin kind of thing you know so mm. uh so yeah he basically forms he forms a relationship with a satanic fellow employee oh my gosh Shit. and uh they go about the yeah driving around doing vigilante stuff and all that kind of stuff but yeah, this is an old school film and uh, it's, it actually stars or co-stars, I should say, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Ben Mendelsohn's in this one, the Aussie. So, uh, so yeah. So if you can catch it, catch it. If you can't, then you can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, the last film on the, on the list is another one to do with cars, as you've guessed. It's uh, Speed Zone. Speed, and Speed Zone. Zone is from 1989. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sure it's a film that none of us have seen. Uh, and this film stars Peter, Peter Doyle, uh, also stars John Candy. Oh, Uncle Buck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Buck, the man Uncle Buck, also does star... Well, not really star, but it includes, because I think at this time he wasn't a massive star, but Eugene Levy, who is the father in American <laughs> oh, Pie. Oh, shit, really? Okay. Yeah, he's in it. Also, it star, well, it doesn't star, but it includes, again, Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis, the sprinter. <laughs> he's in the film. He, Yep, he makes a cameo appearance in the film. So this film uh, is about uh, the police's, yeah, like it's basically got the, got the police and uh, it's, also about these, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them vigilantes. They're just like, you know, speed freaks, basically. A bit like how Fast and Furious guys are. And they have this, like, I think it's an annual coast-to-coast -coast race. Right. Okay. And basically they're racing from coast to coast uh, and they have to try and win. And in between that, the police, you know, obviously try and stop them and all that kind of stuff. So a bit like Fast and Furious, a bit like Need for Speed, a bit like... Uh, Grand Theft Auto, all of that rolled into one, but this was back in 1989. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I just kind of like was just having a look <laughs> at this on Wikipedia. Out. 
Yeah, it's called Speed Zone. And on Wikipedia, it says also known as Cannonball Fever and Cannonball Run 3. And I remember Cannonball Run number oh, one and two. Okay. Ah, okay. There you go. You see? There's the connection. Okay, I gotcha. And there I remember in Cannonball, so I, think, I think it was Cannonball 2 cars. had Jack, Jackie Chan in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one of those. All right. Okay. Now we've kind of, yeah. So we've, um, we've alluded to Fast and the Furious, like, you know, quite a few times. So Devaldo, um, let us get into Fast and Furious, semicolon, mm, mm. Hobbs and Shaw. Now, um, where do we begin with this? Like, what set this one up for us? So, yeah. So Fast and Furious, as, you, as we've said, has started since 2001, uh, since 2000 and, ooh, 2011 the rock was introduced in fast five and for me that's when i started to really wake up to it and that's when i really started to enjoy it uh yeah. and that's uh basically his 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 hubs uh since 2000 and ooh, was it 13 i think i think uh jason statham was introduced as one of the shaw brothers or uh, maybe it was later i'm not sure but I'm not sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so there's the, the Shaw brothers, uh, uh, Jason Statham, and then uh, Luke Evans, who's a Welsh actor, really good actor. Yeah. Uh, and he was another Shaw brother who was a villain in one of the, I think he was in Fast and Furious 6 as a villain. So basically they've started off as uh, enemies, Hobbs and Shaw, in the Fast and Furious realm. Uh, and they've finally sort of teamed up in Fast and Furious. I think it was eight. Fast and Furious eight. They teamed up uh, with the rest of the Fast and Furious gang to sort of defeat Charlie Theron's sort of cyber tech character, yeah. who also worked with the Shores in the past as well. So there's a big, there's a big link to you know Charlie Theron, Fast and Furious guys, and Hobbs and Shaw. So the Rock, yeah. Uh, as Hobbs and Jason Statham as Shaw, therefore, okay, these two guys have got really good chemistry. They've got like a love-hate relationship. There was that scene in Fast and Furious, I think it was eight or was it seven, where they were in prison together and they broke out of prison yeah. and it was very, very like buddy kind of, you know, gangster kind of cop kind of thing. And yeah, they, they work. So that's what the sort of premise is. It's about these two uh, opposites attract guys who are tough guys who... You know, when all else fails, the government have to call these guys to try and stop another, you know, villain. So that's what the sort of premise is. And yeah, that's why Hubs and Shaw was created as a spin-off to the Fast and Furious franchise. And and I and I just gotta kinda add in there, it's it's pretty you gotta take your hat off to this franchise because like you said, it started off in two thousand and one. They're gonna be making Fast and Furious part nine. That's gonna be coming out like this year or next year. Yep. And they've managed to get a spit yeah, they they've managed to get a spin off out of this. So you got to take your you know, you gotta just basically hand it to them for being able to have this really, really long drawn out you know, saga and introduce these new characters. And what I will say about this, Devaldo, is it, it will be so easy for me to go into this and say, you know what? Oh, gosh, it's like another Fast and Furious movie and there's going to be fast cars, there's going to be action and there's going to be kind of set piece, there's going to be cheesy one-liners and it'd be easy for me just to say, write that all off. And it has got all of that in there, by the way. So, the, the cheesy one-liners, it's got the action set pieces, it's got the fast cars, it's got the fight scenes. And whilst I was watching the movie, I was like, you've got to basically, how can you not be kind of like amazed by what they've managed to achieve, you know, after all these years? 
So I went into this, I, yeah. I went into this and I thought, yeah, I, I thought to myself, um, okay, so we're getting Jason Statham, we're getting The Rock and how much of this relationship am I going to believe? And yeah, you know, they're like, big, they're like a bickering couple, aren't they? They're like, they're fighting all the time. They, they want to beat each other up and they see each other, they meet up in London and, um, but, you know, they want to basically start throwing uh, chairs at each other they want to start fighting and then they've got a cracker case and then they go off and they start doing their own thing but then eventually they got to team up and they got to beat they got to beat the bad guys and i want to speak about the bad guy idris elba for me was probably one of the best things in this like i know the rock is like you know he's one of the obviously the big stars and everything but idris elba he had he had to do a lot he couldn't be just kind of like a, 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 a you know, yeah. like this caricature, like you know, this like ha ha ha. I'm the ma you know, I'm the bad guy. He had to bring some sort of kind of realism to it, and I thought he was actually really good in it. So I think hats off to Idris Elba for being like a really really good villain. Now, let's just get on with the story though, Deval. What was up with the Game of Thrones references? It was crazy. I heard. Do you know what? I don't know if okay. First of all, let's not spoil what we what we want to spoil. I think we shouldn't say there's a couple of surprises in this film that happened that I was totally surprised about, and the surprise actually made it a lot better for me. Uh, so I won't say who made the Game of Thrones references, but yes, the Game of Thrones references for me were wicked. And oh man, you know you're right about everything you just said. I think. Uh, 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 Idris Elba was a baddie in Star Trek Beyond and it was shit but in this one he's a good baddie <laughs> and I think yeah I mean Fast and Furious you can't go in there expecting the physics to work you can't go in there expecting you know a bit of re realisticness you know you, you gotta go in there and eat your popcorn drink your drink and escape from the world and if you do that you will enjoy the film don't take it too serious because it doesn't take itself too serious uh, but yeah, this film, I mean, the references to other movies, the references to like what's going on and I guess the other Fast and Furious uh, adventures they've been on and stuff like that is all spot on. And I actually really enjoyed this movie, really enjoyed it. I think the performances were crazy over the top. But even one of the writers said in uh, Fast and Furious sort of franchise, they said, when you're writing Fast and Furious you can never go too big. And some of the stunts in this film are so unrealistic, but it works in the franchise. It works. And yeah, man, I mean, just, uh, like I said, the surprises, I don't want to spoil it. Don't expect to go in there and, and have something too realistic or have something that is going to be a bit like, I don't know, Jason Bourne or Bond or anything like that. You've got, you, you got to go in there and just escape from the world and eat your popcorn and drink your drink and just have fun with the movie. And if you do that, you'll get a good experience out of it. You know, they don't take themselves too seriously and you shouldn't too. Uh, it's a really good film. I mean, uh, I'm not going to go into too many spoilers about obviously the elements that I think will surprise you, but the plot is what it is. I mean, you know, these two tough guys who literally can't be shot and can't be hurt. <laughs> go around. <laughs> yeah, they go around. <laughs> it's true. They can't be shot. The amount of bullets that fly past them, uh, but they can't be hurt. And they, uh, they basically have to, you know, deal with an enemy who is uh, this Brixton character who's played by Idris Elba, who has uh, some sort of uh, 
you know, bio enhancement that makes him a bit sort of mechanical. So he's, uh, yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit, uh, a bit like Winter Soldier a little bit. And he's a bit tougher than the average beer. He's got a crazy motorbike that is just like, oh my it's gosh, like something yes. out of Transformers. It's yeah. <laughs> Tron. He's got the, he's got the motorbike from Tron basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just so unrealistic, but it's crazy. It's wicked. It's wicked. There's a, there's, there's a scene where they, uh, there's a, and like, obviously this is a Fast and Furious like spin-off so there's got to be kind of like some cars involved in this and Jason Statham uh, Shaw's character he drives a lamb I don't know he drives a McLaren I think yes so this is like an, a really really expensive and fast car so they're driving through the streets of London and it's so funny right because you know Shaw he's going in and out of cars and all the while right I just couldn't help but think <laughs> there would be so much traffic in the streets of central London. Oh How the hell gosh. would they? <laughs> seriously, man? It just kind of made me laugh. And then you have Idris Elba on his motorbike and that noise that yeah, you know, the way yeah, it kind yeah. of like goes under the cars and everything. So it's it's almost like like it's a bit sci-fi as well in that regards because you've got a super soldier. And, you know, so it was really interesting. So the way I made it, what I thought was, look, they had to get a villain who was going to be super strong because otherwise you look at The Rock, right? He's massive. He's a beefcake and he's super strong. And then you look at Jason Statham, he's good at fighting. So they've got to pair him up against someone who's got to be kind of more than you know, like more than human type of thing like that, uh, which I thought was kind of like interesting. But yeah, there's there's, there's a couple of good bits in the movie where um, um, The Rock, uh, he goes back to his hometown and, you know, so his hometown is in, um, you know, where he grew up and everything, which was Samoa. And just seeing all of that, that was kind of like really interesting. And this yeah. idea of fighting the villains with with just basically, you know, bare hands and, you know, it's just some, some, um, old school weapons, like old the, school the weapons and all that kind of stuff. And even the mum, she's, she's quite badass as well. She doesn't mess around and the mum of the village and, uh, the rocks mum in it. She's like, yep, they want to have, they want to have a fight. They're going to have a fight. They're going to have a fight. We Samoans, we fight. She says, you know, that's exactly like, it. You know what? They don't they mess around. She's not, and nah. if she could, she would throw her sandal at the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. elbow as well. Like, that, you know, that so, sandal, that would have knocked him out. I reckon that sandal would have knocked him out. That sandal has some special powers in it. It's like, it's like, um, um Milnir. It's like, it's got, it's like, it's heavy like Milnir. Only, only she can wield it. And when she, when she throws it at you and it licks you, it comes back to her feet. When and she just walks you. off. <laughs> it's true. When it licks you. It's so, it's so funny though, but there's like this, and it's like what you said, like with this movie, you got to leave your, yeah. you you got to leave your, like kind of like, you know, your, your thinking. Cap, your logic. Like, logic. Yeah, your logic. Leave the behind. logic out. Leave the, it out. Because there's a scene in there, right? Where, uh, where <laughs> there's a scene. I don't know why they always have to have this, right? They, I'm not going to say. I, I, I'm, I'm, we, have, we have to give props to Vanessa Kirby. She does really well in oh, this film. She does. She does brilliant. But, uh, there's a bit yeah. in the movie, right? I just got to say this, right? I just please, I just got to say this. So, so there's a helicopter, 
right? And it reminded oh me. Gosh. It reminded me of um, of Mission Impossible. I thought, oh wow, they got yes, a helicopter. Yes, this is yes, they, they're yeah. going down Mission Impossible route. But then, to like you know, so it's this amazing, amazing action scene, right? So it involves like four or five different cars. You've got Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw, he's driving. Hobbs at the back, and to the point where you know there's a massive, massive thick chain hole. You know, clung on to the a car, but also attached to the helicopter, and to the point where. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson he holds the chain and he's holding a helicopter <laughs> so it doesn't go away I just had to just laugh just like a winter soldier I mean just the whole like scene is mad. It's like, it's mad it's so unrealistic if you look at it it's so unrealistic and there's something that happens in that scene and they all just get up and walk away like nothing happened. And when you think about what just happened, yeah, it should be an end of life event. Yes. But they all just get up and brush it off and walk. And and, and also a yeah, Godzilla go moment happens in it. A Godzilla moment happens. I'm, I'm going to spoil this, but it's not a big spoiler. But a Godzilla moment happened. Okay, so there's a bit in the film. Uh, okay, I'm going to say spoiler, guys. Forward this 30 seconds. I'll keep it real quick. There's a bit in the film. The helicopter falls off the cliff. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Remember this. The helicopter falls off the cliff. They're all in the cars or helicopter or whatever. And remember that the rock jumps in the water. <laughs> yeah. Before it falls, the rock jumps in the water. Yeah. Uh, and he jumps in the water. So he's okay. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. And remember when he gets out, when he gets out of the water, he's standing <laughs> on the water. So how deep was it that he was able to dive in and not be hurt? That's my spoiler gone. That's a Godzilla moment that, is <laughs> that they brilliant. all expect, and they, they all expect us to forget those moments. But exactly, yeah. and and I, and I think there's got to be somewhere written in a Fast and Furious movie where there has to be a scene where someone is jumping from one car or one vehicle or one thing in motion to another one, and someone has got to catch him. And this happens in this movie where Vanessa Kirby she's jumping and um, Hobbs he, he 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 grabs her by his arm, and it's just like. Yes, that is what I was waiting for. That that one thing, you know, that flying scene where someone has to leap onto something and you get it, you got it in this movie. Listen, this movie's got it all. It's got a crazy villain. It's got crazy tech. It's got fast cars. It's got, you know, explosions. It's got fist fights. It's got gunfights. It's got, you name it, it's got it all in this movie. And you got to watch it with no logic and you just got to basically say, look, I'm in this for the ride and you will love it, I think. And you're right about that, that that jumping car scene. That first happened in Fast and Furious 6 and that was crazy because <laughs> when Vin Diesel done it, I swear he jumped so far, he almost flew. He caught uh, Michelle Rodriguez and they landed themselves on a car and cracked the screen and he got up and walked away. He, all his ribs should be shattered. His internal organs should be... You know, it should be having internal bleeding. You don't just, oh, anyway, do you know what? Like I said, Escape Logic. Exactly. It's a fun film. It's an enjoyable film. There's a, there's a couple of really big surprises in this film. Yeah. And also, I'm going to ask you a question, teacher. I'm going to ask you a question. Please say yes. Did you stay behind? Did you stay to the end of the Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, good, yes. good, 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 so good. So this good. sets up. Make sure you stay to the very end, very, very end. And so, um, what do you reckon? Like, if the, obviously, if this movie does does a lot of money they're obviously going to do another one right oh yeah and i think it will make a lot of money i really enjoyed it yeah i think it will so where does this fit in then with the whole kind of you know with obviously the rock doing this now the this spin-off is he still going to be attached to the main franchise the main one the fast oh, yeah he's, he's going to be in, in part nine as well he's going to be filming soon and uh yeah he's going to be in it if, if it's not filming already actually but yeah he's going to be in that as well wow as well as charlie's that on 
and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and I, I've got a, I've got a bit of a sneaky suspicion as to who the the voice on the computer. Yes, was. I've got. I one won't as say well. anything. I've got I've got a feeling. But I've got a sneaky suspicion. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, nah, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be involved, and maybe even Shaw as well. Who knows? But yeah, it's it's good. It's good, guys. Go and watch the film. It's really good. Honestly, it's really good. Yeah, defo. Uh, all right, okay. So, folks, um, you know, a really fast and furious episode for you this week. So we're going to call it a day. Yep. But what would you give it there? What oh, would you give sorry. it? What mark would yeah, you give so, uh, um, Hubs and Shaw? So how many gears? Let me see. Let me see how many gears. I'm giving this one. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give this a good solid six and a half uh, for me. Um, I'm oh. yeah. I'm I'm giving it a good six and a half because I'm not like the main. I don't think I'm the target audience, but like I said before, there was a lot in this that I enjoyed, which I thought I wasn't going to enjoy. And I thought I was going to be giving it a four, but I'm like, well, you know, six and a half is, is actually really good. You know what? I'll actually give it a lot higher. I'll give it like a good eight, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might be surprising you there, but I'll give it an eight only because like I said, I'm, again, I'm not, this is, this is the first, this is the first Fast and Furious film I've gone to the cinema to watch. But I must say when I walked away from the cinema, I had a smile on my face, even during the film, even though a lot of the things that were happening were mad, yeah. I actually enjoyed it. And I wasn't, and, and the end credits for me made it even better. Yeah. The, and the surprises in the film made it good as well. The, so the, the, yeah, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. The cameos for me made the movie for me. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. I, okay. I, but sorry, not, not just the cameos, yeah. but I mean, they, they were, they made me laugh aloud. They made me laugh aloud a lot. I think I was the only one that was laughing. Like if I'm being honest. Is it? <laughs> they were dry, man. Australians are dry. Australians are dry. I was just like, I was laughing at some of these jokes, right? And and I was just like, what? how can you not laugh at that? That was absolutely comedy gold. Like, you know what? It's just so brilliant. The interaction. I was like, this is wicked. This is brilliant. There's a bit in there. Uh, this, uh, sorry, before we go, there's one thing that I've got to say. There's a bit in there where Dwayne The Rock Johnson calls... Jason Statham a wanker and it is so funny that I had to, I was like I had to do a double take I was like what he calls him a wanker it's just like it's just so funny man Dwayne The Rock Johnson calling him a wanker it sounds so, so funny from his, from his accent as well isn't it yeah you wanker yes. like they try and say it in an English accent but it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> exactly uh, alright okay so folks um, yeah so keep supporting us like us, subscribe to us, and we're going to bring you some more film news, some more film reviews over the next coming week. So um, keep it locked. Yep. Thanks, guys. Peace out till next week. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.